to another CornerCast podcast. I'm your host, Khalil, here on CastersCorner.com and the CornerCast podcast. This week, we are taking our part two of the frustration that I think we're all feeling right now in the collecting world. And I'm going to keep this introduction short because we're going to get right into it. But we had uh, DJ and Jesse on last week just feeling all the pressure of trying to keep up with everything and the feeling of either being left out or the lack of um, lack of customer service, lack, lack of care, lack of compassion, lack of you name it uh, for people like us, basically. And the feeling that we kind of don't matter and that all kind of has led to this weird position that we're all in where we're pretty much fighting each other because the market has created a situation that we are basically stuck in. And if we want to continue this hobby the way we have been for the past, some of us, 35, 40 years, we have to go to these links, which is ridiculous. Uh, this week, Bill and I were up at 6 a.m. checking Pop Finder, looking for stores that had things in stock, and hoped that they would have things out when the store opened. You would think the stores shelves would be um, stocked. And so four of us, Junior, Bill, myself, and our new friend Ben, a.k.a. Derek, went out in Connecticut, and luckily enough, we each got one of the Baroness figure. I think that's been kind of the point of contention lately. And for me, we each hit different stores because we thought our chances would be better if we were all at different stores. And we did. We all came home with one. DJ still is looking for his. He didn't get one in Long Island. But went in. Sure enough, nothing on the shelf. Nobody to talk to. Finally found somebody. They looked it up. They said they had them in stock. And they said, come back later today, maybe in an hour, maybe two hours. And myself and another fellow collector, hi, Chris, if you're listening, we just looked at her and said, we'll wait. And so we stood in electronics and we waited. And we had two to three other um, target workers come up to us and ask us if we need help. And we said, nope, we're all set. We're just waiting for our stuff. And I think that put enough pressure on them to go back and find it because they did not want us standing there for two hours. So they went and got it. And that worked. And it wasn't a real comfortable situation. It wasn't something that I normally would have done. But it felt like the only chance we had to get this product was that because end of the day, they have not restocked any G.I. Joe products for the last three weeks. So it's a one shot is what it looks like from our perspective. But the companies won't tell us if they produce more. Target won't tell us if they're going to get more. So we're in the dark. So we act this way and it causes this situation. So Bill and I kind of go through that. We talk a little bit about that. We talk a little bit what DJ and Jesse talked about. So, um, yeah, so that's what it is. This is part two of collecting frustrations in 2020 in a pandemic. So remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at Caster's Corner. Remember to share, like, uh, review, 
um, pass along the podcast. We're on all major uh, podcasts, stations, um, or whatever apps, whatever they are nowadays. I don't even know anymore. So, but you can find us on iTunes. So you can use Apple Podcasts to find us. And yeah, so without further ado, it is Bill, it is me talking about what it's like to collect in a pandemic. Enjoy, guys. Like, I had to decide um, how deep I was going to go into Masters because mm-hmm. it's like, I, I think I said this to, I don't know if I said this to you or Junior. It was like, I have classics and mm-hmm. now I'm doing the retro or whatever they're calling them. I don't even know. Yeah, Origins. Yeah, Origins. And then um, I, I'm doing the minis and I'm doing the Mega Constructs. And I think there was something else that was coming out and I was, oh, it's the, um, it's the concept ones that are coming out next year or like yeah. the collector ones in quotes. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. I can't rationalize yet another scale of this. Like, I don't know. I think I'm hitting my saturation point where I can't. Keep yeah. They're going. really going nuts with the amount of iterations. I am a little disappointed that it sounds like at least, you know, they haven't said specifics, but it seems like those are going to be from what they said at PowerCon that at least some of those are going to be based on the new, uh, the new show. The cartoon. Yeah. Which I'm kind of bummed about because I was really hoping they were going to introduce that stuff into origins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and even with origins for me, it's looking at them going, how deep are we going? Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to go past, the core like i'll get the core right because i Mm -hmm. had those as a kid but there's a certain line where i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna hit that i'm gonna say if i didn't have it and i think you or junior have this rule like if you didn't have it as a kid you don't want it now like or oh yeah that's junior's rule yeah like it doesn't hold that much value um in keeping going i mean that's where i stopped with um masters the the classics Mm-hmm. is when I kind of ducked out was when they started doing filmation characters and when they started doing like variants and change. And I was like, no, I'm out. Like I can't pay 50 bucks a figure for, yeah. for these characters that I have no attachment to. So I missed out on a couple like Ninjor and one or two others that I was like, Oh, Oh, like the horde trooper that I just could never, I never went back for. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay. I'm out. And that's usually like my my tipping point is when I hit that. But like I'm going with Transformers. Like I pre-ordered Red, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, I'm gonna go for that too. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really trying to control what I'm doing and what I'm going in for. You know, my thing with Origins is they're actually I was gonna skip entirely, but then I got a couple of the uh, WWE crossover guys, and I was like, these are actually really fun. Like these are really just fun, well done little toys Mm -hmm. so that like looped me in but like i'm not even doing the core i'm just doing a couple that like look particularly cool or seem particularly neat and i'm just doing like a mashup collection of the wrestling guys along with some of the motus but i don't feel any need to even complete the core with that line because like i still have the classics and i'm happy with those right so as far as my like traditional line in, you know, that's why I probably won't go in on the, um, you know, whatever the, like the new seven inch scale line is going to be either. Cause like, I feel like 
classics is close enough to definitive for me that you know I'm happy just hanging on to those and like that is my Motu collection. Yeah. No, and see, I I don't know. I think I still have that bug in me from when I was a kid where it's like you got to get everything. Like you just have to have it and and I'm having a lot of trouble turning stuff like having some trouble like stopping myself from getting some things like it's getting it does it feels a little bit out of control a little bit and I think we're all experiencing that to a different degree right now um if that makes sense did you freeze I think you froze Bill's frozen where or did I freeze? I think I froze. Let's see if I can get back in. Okay, and we're back. I don't know what that right, was. Sweet. My my internet cut out, but my I don't know the Wi Fi cut gotcha. out, but my phone was still connected. anyway. So we're back. Understood. And yeah, um, sweet. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, I think I was saying like I'm having trouble stopping. Um, mm-hmm. from getting stuff. And it's, it's weird because it's, there's, there's the old mentality that I think everybody that listens to this or collects toys know, like if you don't get it today, it might not be there tomorrow or ever. Like you may mm-hmm. never see it again. Like the mule van from Bionic six. I know I've been talking a lot of Bionic six, but it's one of those things where like I saw it once as a kid in toys R us. And it was kind of one of those things where in the eighties, you didn't think about this where, where you didn't have the access to it, where you could see if the thing is complete, right? Because mm-hmm. like we can look up online and see what the figure looks like in the package, out of the package. We can look for instructions. You know what I mean? We can see. Yeah. And so we found the box. It was open, and they didn't have any more in the back. And we decided not to take it. And then, of course, that was the end of the line pretty much. And mm-hmm. then we never got anything. So... You know, there's that mentality of, like, get it when you can. I mean, from Superpowers and Wonder Woman to Thundercats and Chitar, like, all those figures. A lot of times it was, like, one and done. So Mm -hmm. I think that part of me is, like, sparking up lately. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm buying way too much stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well, the nice thing is uh, I feel a lot of the companies are getting better about figuring that out and figuring out ways that they can mitigate that problem and make sure there's enough of whatever the item is like for everyone who wants one. Um, You know, it's not across the board, but like Hasbro has actually been paying a lot more attention to that, it seems. And like when there is a character that's like insanely hard to find or like, you know, some figure that ends up being like the like huge seller of a thing, you know, they'll like end up uh, reissuing and doing like the solid case packs uh, to be able to like replenish supply. Like they just did that with like the original Mandalorian, you know, right? like nobody knew what the show was going to do. The figure came out Force Friday last uh, last fall. And then he became like the hardest to find figure in Star Wars for like the entire fall. Like people were like ignoring all the new movie stuff, ignoring everything else, but just going crazy trying to find Mandalorian. So, you know, to their credit, Hasbro released like the solid case packs where, you know, especially specialty retailers could just buy that like case that would just be eight solid count of Mandalorian to like resupply. So even if people didn't get one that first day, you know, there were options at least. Well, and I think a little bit of that too was like, 
I think a lot of collectors felt burned overall about a lot of the Star Wars stuff that has come out, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, you buy a figure and it has no screen time or you buy a figure and the character turned out to be not as cool as you wanted it to be. And yeah, like we didn't, you know, we were coming off of the last Jedi at that point Mm -hmm. and nobody kind of knew if they could trust Star Wars to make something good again. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the vein of like classic Star Wars or what felt a little more classic or a little. And to John Favreau's credit, like he killed it, like absolutely mm-hmm. killed it on so many levels. Um, yeah. That it made a demand. It's for a fun figure. show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I don't know, but I, I wish that, um, I wish that all this stuff was just easier to get our hands on, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Like, absolutely. It's just, I think last week's podcast with DJ and Jesse was all about the idea of there's no reason that this has to be this hard. Mm-hmm. And I think you went through it a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, I very much went through it in the first half of the summer here, trying to chase the uh, Ninja Turtles from NACA at uh, Target and Walmart. Uh, it has been the most challenging and the least rewarding toy hunt I have ever been on in my 40 years of collecting toys ostensibly. And I, you know, I can say that without hyperbole. No. And, and I agree like it's this last year or so overall has felt that way. I mean, mm-hmm. for a bunch of different reasons, I mean, beyond what's going on and yeah. it sucks in a lot of ways because I mean, DJ brought up a really good point. All of these companies have websites. So mm-hmm. they're, and, and some of them have sales websites. So there's no reason why we should have to go through what we go through to get these things when we theoretically have a direct line to these companies. Mm-hmm. And it really sucks on a lot of levels that in some ways they're doing worse than everybody else. Um, as far as, you know, customer, uh, fulfillment of orders, like I've canceled more pulse orders in the last year than I've gotten, than I've purchased pulse orders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that shouldn't happen. Like pulse should yeah. get it before Amazon or pulse should get it before target, but pulse usually mm-hmm. get it's three months after everybody else. And so for whatever reason, it's, it's really frustrating to have to go through all that. I don't know. Mm. So. No, it definitely is. But you know, what I do appreciate about pulse, even the way they are now, and I know they just sent out communication earlier this week that they're going to be like rebooting and kind of like reworking the way their whole system works. Um, you know, and what being a pulse premium member is going to entail. Um, but in the meantime, it is nice because it does give me that sense of security. If there's something I really, really want, I could put the pre-order on Pulse. And then, like, to their credit, even if something is late, uh, even if it's way after everyone else got it, yeah, I've never had Pulse cancel an order. I've had Amazon cancel a million orders on me. I've had Walmart cancel a million orders on me. Right. No, even right. places like Big Bad. You know, I've never had that done through Pulse. So, to your earlier point, like, you know, I feel that, like, that, like, 
got to get it now because otherwise there may not be another chance. I do feel in its current state, at least like to me, at least pulse feels like that other chance that I'm like, okay, if I miss this at retail, if I miss it, when it hits everywhere else, I have the pulse order in. So I know I'll get it two months from now, at least. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I, I'll agree with that. It just, I don't know. They well, created do. a frenzy. Yeah. They, they've created a frenzy. And so we're all reacting to it. So the idea of getting stuff that everybody else has in December or November mm-hmm. isn't, I, I'm still going to go nuts looking for it because yeah. I want it now. I want to be done with it. I want it, you know, out of the way or I don't know. I mean, we just dealt with this with Walgreens where we pre-ordered Moon Knight mm-hmm. and everybody that I ordered for found them. Mm-hmm. I ordered one for you. I ordered one for DJ. I ordered one for me. Yeah. And within the last 24 to 48 hours, we all got them. So, yep. you know, I'm going to cancel my Walgreens order. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, even that doesn't make sense. Cause it's like same company. I know they're different yeah. divisions, but same company and they can't fulfill it. You know, at when everything else comes out, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's, it is, it's getting harder to enjoy this Mm -hmm. than it is to, um, do it. Like there, there was some kind of joy in it and there's some Mm -hmm. kind of fun with it, but lately it just feels like, okay, I got this. And like, I just saw, like, I feel like I caught up and I just saw online that McFarlane is sending out samples of the new Batman figures. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, okay. Now I got to start looking at Walmart for those. Like mm-hmm. I don't even get a chance to enjoy what I got. I have, you know, we're on to the next thing. So yeah, I don't know. Well, and that's, that's been my attitude change. Cause yeah, I, uh, like I literally wasted the first half of my summer this year chasing the uh, Nika Ninja Turtle stuff. And then it got to the point I gave up. Like I only literally got half of it. Never found a metalhead, never found a uh, slash and leatherhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find a movie Casey and Raf set by having to drive to the other side of the state over an hour from my house uh, and get to the store, camped out at the store 10 minutes before they opened so I could be the first person in the door. And then I did find the uh, cartoon Casey and Foot Soldier set by having to race literally out of state to another state and then like literally begging an employee to go and back and fish it out for me. Mm -hmm. So the other two I have never seen, I have still never seen any of them on a shelf proper. It's either snipe it before they can take it out of the shipping case at Walmart, or it is like find someone who is willing to like pull it from the back room at target and like, you know, sell it even though it's supposed to be a vendor supplied item. Yeah. So, well, and um, I mean to like, I, I were dealing with that too, as far as like, having to find stuff where we get these things where they're supposed to be stocked a certain way. Like the GI Joes were a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cause I went to two stores that said that they had them yesterday and nobody had them like, yeah. And I, you know, we get so much shit. You got shit for it. I got shit for it. And it's like, it, it nothing seems to be working and there's mm-hmm. no way around it. It feels like like there's no way to there's no way to combat Walmart. There's no way to combat Target. 
Like we're no, stuck. absolutely not. And, and and when 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 these companies make these exclusives that go to these specific retailers, I, I don't know. It's all bullshit. Like I'm being nice about it. Like I'm talking very well about it. And we're both talking very nice about it. Yeah. Um, this is not the way we usually sound about it, but like it's bullshit. It's a hundred percent bullshit. Like there's no reason it should be like this. Like I called Target yesterday to complain because I'm like. Mm-hmm. I was told at multiple stores that these can't be sold. They won't sell them. And then I went to two stores that were supposed to have them and both of them didn't have them. And I'm like, why, like, why is it this hard? And they shrugged it off and gave me a gift certificate. Yeah. Um, And it's like, okay, I'll take it because, you know, I definitely spent that much money in gas. So, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it, but it's not going to fix the problem. Like it doesn't do any good. It just puts, yeah. I think it just puts more of a target on our back, to be honest with you. Well, um, no, it probably does. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, when the, I lucked into finding two of the three uh, target exclusive GI Joe figures from the Cobra Island subset. So I was able to find the Cobra Trooper and Beachhead with minimal effort, but then there was only like one store in the entire state for us. Like, for the past three weeks that had um roadblock right so you know they didn't put them out at first and i'm like okay cool that's fine like i lucked into these other ones like you know because it was that weird thing where they like were unlocked at the register even though they were street dated on the little scanner thing right so i was like okay that's fine you know uh hasbro hasbro themselves and also the official gi joe uh social media channels uh, announced that the August 14th street date had moved up to August 1st. Target so. Target Twitter's mm-hmm. account said the same thing. Yeah. So, but the stores refused to not only refuse to acknowledge that, but like refused to even check because like what I went into was I was like, oh well, it's August 1st now, so I'm going to drive down to that store that has Roadblock and get Roadblock, and you know went there that morning when it should have been out, should have been for sale. They already had a shelf peg up for it. And, uh, like the employee was like, yeah, no, sorry. The scanner still says August 14th. So I can't pull it out of the back. And I was like, okay, you know, not your fault. Like he was perfectly cool about everything, but I was like, you know what, as long as I'm here, like, I want to talk to the manager. Like, you know, I want to actually talk to the store manager and see what's up. Like, you know, how is this working? Because like, it was supposed to be lifted as of today. It clearly was not. So I wanted to ask the store manager, like, Hey, did you get any communication? Because like, you guys and the manufacturer are both advertising that it was moved up to a release date today. Right. So went to the guest service counter, like, you know, asked to speak to whoever the manager was on duty. And like the manager came over and literally without even asking me anything was like, like, I know you're here about the GI Joes. My computer says August 14th. So I'm not selling them until then. Now what like blew my mind the most about it was I didn't even ask her like, I was like, excuse me, like, are you just profiling me? Like, that's really what it felt like, um, which was really weird. And that's honestly what pissed me off the most about it. Normally, like, you know, I would just like shrug something like that off. But I was like, yeah, you know what, if you're going to be like that, then fuck you. Like, I'm calling like guest services right now. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and that's what like your story and then what happened like with me, I was like, I can't, I'm not going to. Maybe the feedback will go somewhere. Maybe somebody will hear it. But at the end of the day, I don't. I don't know. I feel like it just amps everybody up and aggravates. And I mean, I get it. Like every, I mean, all the toy companies too. A couple of the, 
Um, manufacturers are like, hey, you know, people at Target or Walmart are doing their best job. It's a pandemic. We're all in crisis. Mm-hmm. Everybody's their frontline workers. You know, they're keeping the store open. These are just toys. And I, I agree with that. But there's part of me that goes, if if that was true, right? And mm-hmm. and we should, you know, only be shopping for essentials, or we should still be treating this like we're in like lockdown or whatever. Then I would I would have less of a problem if you roped off parts of the store. Well, no, that's fine. Or, you know, here's another idea. You know, get rid of these arbitrary street dates in the first place. Right. They have nothing to do with it. But, I mean, but that's my argument of like, hey, if you're going to sell it, you want to make mm-hmm. money, right? So you're going to sell it. Yeah. Like, you don't mm-hmm. care, clearly. Um, Then we're going to come in and ask for it. Like, yeah. I think that's the bottom line. Like, if, I, mm-hmm. if they weren't getting new stock or they weren't stocking the shelves or they closed off... I wouldn't go there. I just wouldn't go there. But yeah. they clearly want us to shop there. They clearly want us to spend money. Then, you know, then you've got to deal with these things. Well, the other side of it that's really been aggravating the situation this year, too, has been, um, you know, the rise in bots and the rise in, like, resellers getting really aggressive about uh, any of these, um, especially the exclusives uh, from various companies and various, like, retailers, you know, because... You know, and this is the thing that's been going back and back and back forever is like none of the retail sites have protection against bots. You know, this is the first time we've really run against it to this scale in toys. But like every Black Friday, it's the same garbage. Right. Like it's, you know, the well, reason you can't go to like Target.com and get the two like, you know, the $800 TV that's on sale for 200 bucks is because some asshole has a bot and buys like, you know, all 500 that they were for selling on the website. Right. No, but I mean, do you think... I mean, is it is it a reflection of what's going on with everything else in our lives where people are? I'm assuming so it's because these losers lost their jobs, so now they're trying by hook or by crook to like you know make some money, and they're like you know just scalping stuff. Yeah, that's but, what I'd assume. But okay, I mean, if that were true, I don't think I'd have much of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. If it was 100 percent like, hey, you lost your job, and this is the way yeah. you're feeding your family. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have as much of a problem with it, but I don't, I hope that's what it is, to be honest with you. Cause that mm-hmm. I could deal with, that I could live. With. I mean, I've hustled stuff, I've sold stuff that I shouldn't have sold. Absolutely. You know, I've bought two of something or three of something sometimes um, because I'm like, okay, at some point, I'm going to, I don't want to get rid of mine. I'm going to want to flip one. So, or I know this is going to be worth something. So I might do it. Um, yeah. But I don't think I've done it on this scale. And I wonder if it's on this scale because so many people are affected. And I mean, like I said, I don't think I'd have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't usually come across that way. Like, it, in my eyes, it's usually like the toy shops or, um, th- like, I know that there's a couple of toy shops that do that. Like, there's a Target yeah. next door to them. And there's one up where my friend lives in Enfield where they seem to get everything early or at the same time as Target, and there's a Target five minutes down the road, and that Target mm-hmm. never has anything at all. Yeah. So I can only assume that they're clearing them out first thing, or they have a deal with somebody that they're clearing. So that that kind of seems a little shitty in a lot of yeah. ways because they're not charging like twenty four ninety nine. I mean, they're doubling the price. So mm-hmm. those I don't agree with, but I don't know. Well, that's like you know, I mean, that's like the way it works. Like you know, people are like 
this does lead to the other thing though that that at least is a model that to some degree makes sense like i don't agree with it but you know people are like for whatever their motivation whatever their reasoning they're like well people are willing to pay double because they want it so i'm going to spend 25 bucks and then sell it for 50. i disagree i try my best not to like not to indulge like you know the resellers and scalpers who do that but that I feel is that's the problem that gets all the focus that people are like, Oh my God, scalpers are ruining this hobby. And that's always been the line it's for always forever and ever and ever. Yeah. We've been but going back to that I forever. feel that. Yeah. But I feel that the other thing that is the bigger challenge and the bigger thing that's like confounding all this is when you have these situations where this is the pattern now that you're like, okay, I have 10 seconds to place this order because like, otherwise somebody's bot is going to like clean it out and it's going to be sold out. So if I get through, I'm going to hoard. And that is the attitude, like, you know, among collectors that they're like, it'd be one thing if everyone was like, okay, well, like I need my, like, I need my one, like I need to get like my one of this thing for my collection, mm -hmm. but people are buying like multiples and going around and buying multiples sometimes for other people, but sometimes just to have like for, I don't know, safety sake for like, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but and the problem with that is like that eliminates them from the market entirely so then somebody like can't even like if somebody like just to get it like you know goes and scoops up like you know 10 of the casey raff sets and just sits on them f for no reason other than to sit on them mm -hmm. like they do no one any good right so well, you know at least the, at least with the resellers like you know it's shitty but like you know they're at least going to be on ebay so you know if you get tired of driving around at various stores and you know not finding it you know you could be like you know what fine i'll spend like double and i'll just get it shipped well i did that with lex luther for the spin master line mm -hmm. because yeah. the initial cases that went out with him sold out really quickly and he was barely ever online and then I saw a fresh case being put on the shelf and he was eliminated from the case. Mm -hmm. They had an extra Superman. So in my eyes, I was like, well, I'm never going to see him. Like, it's just not yeah. going to happen. Like maybe sometime down the road or a recolor or redeco, but the original figure, it's, it's not going to happen. So I spent 40 bucks and yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that I also bought an, an Aquaman and a, and a wonder woman to try to recoup my costs because I'm like, yeah. they're not as hard to find as Lex Luthor, but they're worth something. And they didn't sell, to be honest with you, they mm -hmm. didn't sell on eBay. So I yeah. couldn't even, I, I ended up selling for cost because plus shipping, because you know, I couldn't do anything with them. And, mm -hmm. but there was no doubt in my mind that I, and targets the only store that carries them. So mm -hmm. I was screwed. Like I could, I couldn't even check out yeah. the retailers. I tried that; it didn't work. Like nobody else had them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I've I've jumped in on on the eBay thing here and there. Um, oh, for sure. No, I just got through with a huge downsize about like getting, or I'm in the midst of still actually uh, getting rid of a bunch of stuff. And then yeah. on top of that, like you know, we, like we had talked offline that you know one of my big priorities was uh, the Deadpool Legends from uh, Hasbro. Yeah. And my reason, like my reason, was twofold. Like you know, part of it was because I wanted Strong Guy because like you know he looked cool and I was like excited to get another X Factor character from the '90s team, but. The other reason I really wanted to get them right away was because I had absolutely zero interest in like half of the figures in the wave. I just needed to build the figure parts and that was it. Right. And I, I thought if I can get this early enough, then at least I can recoup some of my expenses and they'll be worth something versus if I waited six months, like those figures would, you couldn't give away like pirate pool or like Shikla. Yeah. Like, I mean, as it turns out, you know, I was mistaken because even getting them like the first week they came out in early July and listing those figures immediately, 
at like 10 bucks a pop, like nobody has any interest whatsoever. Yeah. But you know, that's a whole other thing. Well, and I mean, there's part of me too that about, uh, seven years ago, um, Mm -hmm. I was, I wasn't working. I, eight years ago, seven, seven or eight years ago, I wasn't working. I didn't have a lot of money. Um, I had just gotten divorced and, or I was in the process of it. And I decided that I was going to sell my legends, mm-hmm. um, all the toy biz stuff, because as I was unpacking, I realized that some of them were breaking and they were falling apart. And I was like, okay, like I can't. So I had to get rid of them. And I know you told the story before, but there's a part of me that like in that year, I downsized a lot of my collection and, I realized recently that I don't have um, I don't have the ability to downsize at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't like I don't have enough to get rid of. Uh-huh. So there's a little part of me that goes, okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be into the legends line, then um, you know, as Dwight says, um, sometimes he's like, yeah, no, we're not telling you to buy everything, but if you do, mm-hmm. thank you, like we don't expect you to buy everything, but I buy everything because there's part of me that goes, well, at some point when I do probably sell off this collection, you know, at mm-hmm. some point I'm going to move on um, and look at it and go, okay, I'll keep some of them. Cause I think I kept like a dozen of the toy biz ones. Um, I'm going to make a mint on them because at the bottom line is people don't want at a certain point. Sometimes people don't want to have to, you know, go looking for one figure here or one figure there. They want to be able to scoop them up all. And that's what I did. Like there was an Avengers mm-hmm. lot. There was an X-Men lot. There was a Hulk lot. There was a, you know, a, a Knights, you know, Marvel Knights lot, like with Punisher. And I mean, I made a lot of money. Like it took me mm-hmm. to San Diego and cleared up some of my debt. And I was in pretty damn good shape. Thanks to those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's part of my problem too right now is I'm looking at it going, I don't have anything that's disposable right now. So mm-hmm. a little bit of, I think my shopping is like, let's, let's really vary this collection up a little bit where I'm getting, you know, this version of Joe's, I'm getting this version of He-Man, I'm getting, you know, all these different ones. And at some point, you know, the, the, the ones that don't keep my interest or I don't continue with, those will get to go, mm-hmm. but I'll have a nice little lot to do them with. So it feels yeah. like there's more value to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ran into that with Legos recently where I thought that there was a much bigger market than there was. Cause I, I came across the, the, the newest wave of minifigures and this was like in March. So when everything shut down, like big time shut down and I was like, it's not responsible for me right now to sit in a store for an hour mm-hmm. and feel up 60, you put my hands on 60 packages yeah. to try to find the figures I wanted. So I ended up, um, I found a case that wasn't opened. I counted. They were 60. I bought the whole case, mm-hmm. went home, sorted them, took pictures, packaged them, um, and then shipped them and, mm-hmm. and sold my other two sets. So I came out even, I broke even basically. Yeah. Um, but they were hard sells. They like, they didn't go right away. Like it took a couple mm-hmm. weeks. So even to your point of like trying to get rid of stuff as soon as it comes in, I don't think there's, there's a huge market for that either. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. It's kind of one of those weird things that. Yeah. It's no, so I, weird I do feel there's, 
be a toy collector, I think. It is. Like, I just, I don't know. I guess my thing with what's been happening a lot recently with these, like, instant sellouts on, like, you know, Target, instant sellouts on Walmart, instant sellouts with any of the Naked Turtle stuff, you know, with the the Cobra Island stuff, with the um, uh, Star Wars, like, Galaxy's Edge stuff, you know, any of these things where it's like, you know... You, the average person doesn't even have a shot. I guess my problem with it more than anything, you know, I don't have a problem with somebody like profiting off of this stuff necessarily, you know, especially Mm -hmm. if they do feel they're in a bind. But my issue with it is like when this is the only distribution channel for something and they put this stranglehold on it, they put this like, you know, like this foothold on the only way that it can reach a consumer base. Like, that's the part of it that really, like, frustrates me on a personal level, just because I'm like, it feels like gaming the system in a way that just, like, you know, selling stuff off that you don't want does not, right. you know, whether it's valuable or not. Right. No, and and we've also talked about this, and I think I brought it up with DJ, um, Lego has a different model, and Lego's mm-hmm. model actually works, where, and I don't, I don't know if it's true anymore, because I haven't been into Lego as big as I used to be, Um but their store exclusives were available on lego.com. Uh-huh. So you didn't you could buy it from Walmart, but if they sold out, lego.com also you couldn't get it in store, I think. I think you couldn't go to the Lego store and get it. Yeah. Um, but you can order it through Lego and you know, even though it was a store exclusive, and there's also no reason why any of the companies can't do that either. Where like Hasbro, Absolutely. Hasbro no, that's can what say, everyone should be doing. Right. Like Hasbro can say, well, Cobra Island is exclusive to Target as a brick and mortar retailer, but you can also get it through Pulse. Yep. And I think everybody would be so much happier. Like Absolutely. Like it would just I don't know. And NECA's working on that. Like right, to their credit. Are. Like, you know, because they're actually being remarkably responsive to I feel that they got hit the hardest in uh, of all the manufacturers in this uh this relatively brutal summer of exclusives and hard to find items um just because like they every one of their turtles items uh had a colossal led to a colossal debacle when they were online Mm -hmm. and then did not distribute in any reasonable or fair ways and were completely subject to like you know individual walmart and target store rules some stores are having a two per limit. Some are having a one per limit. Some are stocking them as soon as they come in. Some are waiting until uh, for a vendor. You know, it's it's all over the place, which means that, you know, depending on where you are, it's it's literally playing the lottery. Right. Like, it, but it's not playing the lottery so that you have the chance to win money. It's winning the lottery so you have the chance to pay one of these fucking stores money to buy something. Right. Which is insane. Yeah. Like, it's the number one thing that always drove me. And in a way, I feel like this is the, like, ghost of Comic-Con from San Diego Comic-Con not happening this year, obviously, because of the pandemic and everything. But that's where this model started. This model of a lottery so that you can give someone money, like, to buy something. Well, and, but the, like, but here's the thing. The problem was... It, without it, I mean, you've been to Comic-Con, mm-hmm. I've been to Comic-Con, and the problem with that yeah. system is, without it, it's just anarchy. Like, it's Absolutely. pushing, it's yeah. shoving, it's said. fighting, it's... Yeah. So even, I, I not, and at Comic-Con, I at least understand it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, because I never yeah. get to get anything, unless the companies are nice enough to send me stuff or give yeah. me stuff at the con, but I don't 
if I'm at San Diego Comic-Con, I usually don't have the time to stand in line. Mm-hmm. Like I've got too many other appointments or too many other things to do that I can't cordon off three, four hours a day to stand mm-hmm. in line and then wake up, you know, at 5 a.m. to go stand in, or the night before to go stand in line for the lottery ticket, like the, mm-hmm. to get in. So yeah. I, at least in that perspective, I get it. Um mm-hmm. But when it comes to like normal retailers, it's it's really just ridiculous. Like it makes yeah. no sense at all, and it drives me nuts. Um, but so I, I do think it. I, I think it's a great solution to have the individual manufacturers be able to sell stuff on their website at the same time that it's at brick and mortar at whatever whatever retailer is their like exclusive partner for it. Right. You know. So far. Um, Nika's tried it. Uh, it has worked not the best, but not terrible. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of feedback because like they did it for um the Super Shredder figure from the the movie Ninja Turtles line that's at Walmart. Right. Uh, so that went on sale last Monday. I unfortunately was not lucky enough to be able to get in, but based on what I saw online, a lot more people were than were able to get through on any of the other like online sales for the previous Ninja Turtles toys. Well, at least they were so, honest about it. They're like, if we see multiple names or multiple addresses that are the same, we're mm-hmm. going to just cancel the order. Like, yeah, no questions asked. Like everybody gets one. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at least, you know, that their stock theoretically should have all gone to it individuals. Absolutely. Which I think is why you see that like feedback loop is much more positive, much more people saying, Hey, I was able to get this. Like, I'm happy about that. Right. You know, and I was happy for them. Like, you know, like, do I wish I was lucky enough? Yes. Like I was not sadly, like I had to work. I was doing this on like a third screen when it went on, like, you know, and with this, it did still sell out in well under 10 minutes, which is, you know, its own thing. But, you know, I've, I've had enough luck on things like that uh, in the past and, that, and like, this whole idea of like midday, it's going to go up at one o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. is such bullshit too, because it's like, you know, the majority of the people that are bu- like, not even the majority, I would say like 95% of the people that are buying these things have a job or other responsibilities during the day. There's mm-hmm. also no reason why these couldn't go up for sale at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this way, East Coast people would get it at nine. West Coast people would be home, theoretically home from work by six, you know, mm-hmm. if you're working a nine to five. Yeah. So it's not going to be perfect, but most of the world runs on that nine to five schedule in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So yeah. the idea of having it not like in smack dab in the middle of the day, um, for me, makes a lot more sense, but nobody wants to. Anyway, so we spent about 40 minutes now just bitching about toys. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. What did you find that you that you like lately? <laughs> Let's be a little positive at least. Oh no, I definitely want to be positive. You yeah. know, and this is like where I was going with everything was uh you know, spending this time and spending a fairly intense last 6 weeks like chasing stuff and whether I found it or not, just feeling bad either way. Um I don't know, I really kind of like rethought uh I rethought what it is to be a toy collector and what it is I like about toys in the first place. And mm-hmm. one of the things I came to is that, you know, these are supposed to be fun. Like, you know, these are supposed to be like, like you're supposed to have fun with this entire thing as a hobby. Like the whole point of doing it as a hobby is to have fun. So whether that's like 
chasing it, like chasing it in the store, finding it, whether that's like opening up the package and like putting it all together, stuff like that, whether it's posing it and like, you know, playing around with it. So I've really been focusing more and more on the things that, um, the two sides of it are like focusing on things that I actually have fun with in that respect. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, ignoring things that I don't like the naked Ninja Turtles, like, you know, for anybody who's still out there trying to chase them, like, you know, more power to you. I like, you know, I wish you the best, but for me, it's one of those things that as much as I want them, it just became so miserable that I'm not, I'm not going to even try anymore. Like I've given up, like I'm hoping NECA can reissue the rest of the stuff. Like they started doing with a couple of the things, you know, and if so, then I'd be happy to pick them up then. But for the time being, it's not fun. But like what has been fun is actually picking up and unboxing the new like GI Joe classified figures, you know, as much as it's been annoying chasing down the Cobra Island figures, that Cobra Trooper figure is incredible. It Mm -hmm. is one of the coolest toys I have like opened up and like played with in a long, long time. And like wave two is just now hitting. So, um, you know, they're disappearing fast, but again, it's, there's a logic to it. There's a pattern to it that, you know, nine times out of 10, most of the stores, when they get them, they'll get it in the morning. So if you go at open, you know, you can usually have luck in finding it. Um, and they're amazing figures. They're just so much fun. Uh, and then the other one that's really been big for me has been, uh, you know, like we started off talking, the Masters of the Universe Origins and the the WWE Masters figures mm-hmm. have been really, really fun. Like, you know, they're still just trickling out now, but thus far, like, you know, I haven't had a struggle finding anything that's not already out. Like, you know, the new stuff has taken a little bit longer to hit our area than it is some other ones, but mm-hmm. like everything else has been readily available and they're just, they're a blast. Like, they're so much fun. Like, the posability is good. I love the fact that they pop into pieces so you could swap out like arms and legs and heads and waists and like every little piece can like switch around. Mm-hmm. And um, I like how they mesh. Like, you know, the the wrestling ones especially are like such, some of them are such fun designs that like play into the master's tropes. Like, you know, but sidle it up pretty cleverly with like the different, like, you know, WWE characters. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's it, It's been a very fun line to collect. Uh, and if I look back, it's really been one of those things that, um, I've had more fun opening those and like just messing around with them than I have a lot of other stuff this year. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just having, I think the Fortnite toys for me have been the most fun Mm -hmm. because they feel like they're the most diverse figures I own. They also have some of the best articulation, mm-hmm. almost of any scale, because um, they can look straight up, and it, you're hard pressed to find figures that can look straight up um, or straight down, uh, yeah, with any kind of consistency. And so, like having those options, and just so many different things, and then the fact that they also make my other figures in that scale. Um, valuable to me at least. Um, I think it's kind of like the unifying line for me that will make sure that I always keep my three and three quarter figures around. Um, because I had toyed around with the idea of getting rid of some of my Marvel stuff in that scale, and I had gotten rid of all my DC stuff in that scale for a while. Mm-hmm. And between Fortnite and Spin Masters, I'm like, okay, I'm back in, and. Mm-hmm. 
I'm buying figures here and there. You know, I'll pick up um, Star Wars here and there. I, there's not too many Star Wars figures left for me in that scale that I would actually buy. Um, so I think Fortnite's been fun. Transformers has, I think Transformers for me has been some of the most fun figures too because it feels like even though they're scuffed up a little bit because of the aesthetics of the cartoon, yeah, um, they are still some of the best representations of like 80s, what I wanted my 80s toys to look like mm-hmm. um, that I'm happy with. Uh, but even with those, there's a little bit of that feeling of like, okay, how many times am I buying Optimus Prime? Like, because mm-hmm. every time I say I'm done, like, there's another reason to pick up another one. But I can, sure. honest, I can honestly say this last one feels like the end of the road for me. Um, mm. Because, and that being said, I bought the red one. But as far as, like, Transformers go, he came with the trailer. Um, his transformation is pretty damn close. It's easy, and it's pretty damn close to the original 80s version. Um. And so, and he's relatively in scale with other characters, at least the way the cartoon works now, um, where like Shockwave and Soundwave and Megatron are all the same height. And yeah. even though the everybody said the cartoon was a little thin, and I admit it was it was it was a little bit thin and a little bit short for what I wanted it to be. Um, but the meshing of the computer designs and the actual transformation of the of the figures just made it all that much better. And so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen with, with He-Man too, when Kevin Smith actually produces something um, for Netflix that I'm excited to see another iteration of it. I don't know if I'd go in for the toys because I'm so spread with He-Man, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's been, it's been hard. It, it has been. It's been really hard to find joy in in getting these and not doing the whole like, okay, I got it. Okay, what's next? Yeah. Like get it, open it, bag it, store it, and move on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. um, that's that's. I think that's been my struggle too. It's like I'm spending all this money and I'm doing all this work and time that I'm spending on it and not getting the fun out of it and I don't know. It should be more fun, I think, yeah. is what it gets to. Um Well that's why the things that I appreciate again are those you know, it's those things that do have that. You know, the um the other one I knew I had mentioned before that I'd like to give a shout out to is uh the McFarland Raw Ten mm-hmm. figures that are at Walmart right now. Um I mean they're I've only picked up two so far. I picked up the snake and I picked up, uh, or you picked up uh, for me, uh, Cygor. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was, both of them are, like, really fun for what they are. Like, they're just really, like, neat, like, wild designs. And what's cool about them is the way that they get back into other stuff. Like, the robot snake looks 
awesome based on its size if mm-hmm. you mesh it with like the six inch gi joes or even the three and three quarter inch gi joes right you know so it's like it's a great little like addition to like an existent line already and then like saigor same sort of deal like you know he's a classic swan character that they sort of back-ended or backdoored into this line so he actually fits really really well with the um the mortal Kombat swan figure that came out earlier this year and then will also with the uh the kickstarter spawn when that releases at the end of the year so i I thought that was like a really clever cool way to like introduce another character like you know that fits into this like you know kind of backdoor sort of collection Mm -hmm. and they're just fun like you know despite limited articulation everything like that they're neat sculpts they're like weird and just like cool so um you know and that like i have I have messed around with posing Cygor, despite him only having five points of articulation, more than I have like most of the action figures I bought in the last six months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and to me, like, you know, I appreciate that. Like, you know, that's like really cool. You know, the other one that I've been like really, really into has been, um, you know, the the Star the latest Star Wars Black series. You know, where they did the uh, uh, the jet uh, the Attack of the Clones Jedi wave. You know, where mm-hmm. they had episode two obi-wan and anakin and then uh plo Koon and um uh kit fisto mm-hmm. um you know for whatever reason like they cl- like i clicked with them much more than i have with any of the black series figures in a long time you know it's just they're despite all their flaws you know i was just looking at one of the message boards today on uh one of the star wars collecting sites you know where everyone is carrying on about like oh well, like you know kit fisto should have been an original sculpt they shouldn't have reused parts from episode one obi-wan and like plo Koon underneath his robes is just like mace windu's body and i'm like i don't care like those bodies are good they, they have good articulation like you know they have perfect like head sculpts of these weird ass aliens and like they're just fun to pose and play around with so you know they i have not cycled any of them into my star wars displays yet because like you know i keep them on my main desk and i keep just like reposing them and messing around with them like you know every day so i'm like well i know eventually they'll make it into the star wars display but for right now i'm having too much fun with them on their own and to me that's a that's a sign of the sort of thing that I want to focus on and like continue collecting because like, that's what it's all about is something you actually enjoy and have fun with. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, kind of, I, I'm being more critical of myself in that respect, I guess is what I'm saying to, to, mm-hmm. to look at like what my response is on stuff and be like, okay, well, if I buy something and then like two weeks later or a week later, it's just bagged and then put in a box. Like, why did I buy this? And is it part of a series? Like, do I do this all the time with the series? And if the answer is yes, then why am I buying the series? Right. Well, so. and, but for, I guess maybe I'm fooling myself a little bit because for me, I, I do that where like, I just picked up like, uh, 25 new plastic, like shoebox holders. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, and and I get I guess it's it's knowing myself knowing if I don't do this then I'm gonna lose things right so mm-hmm. for me it's a little bit about losing things the other thing is like I'm not <laughs> I love Junior to death and if he listens to this I'm sorry Junior um, I am not as critical of of the quality of a figure mm-hmm. um, as he is but I do have my moments where. Recently, I had to return one of the Spider-Man classics, Norman Osborns or Green Goblins, because he had a paint fleck on his face that I thought would just brush off. It didn't. It pulled off paint. And then I found another one. It pulled off more paint off his face. So he had two black marks on his face. And then the back of his head wasn't painted. Mm -hmm. And 
I was like, yeah, no, I can't. Like, I just can't. So, yeah. And so I know from putting toys in bins and not bagging them or taking care of them, they get damaged. Like they get paint scuffs, they get, you know. And mm-hmm. so if I'm paying a premium for a lot of these things or if I'm paying full price and I'm, you know, or I'm responsible for them, I try to keep them in, in the best shape I can because A, I want to be able to use them down the line and B, um, if I ever sell them, I want them in in good shape, like untouched good shape. So... And then my higher end stuff, like I've been buying the um, the Mayfex or however you say it, um, Mayfex or whatever. I bought the Hush Batman, and I really like the figure in the pictures. And then I got him, and I'm like, because I thought it was going to be like my definitive Batman. Yeah, I really did. And then mm-hmm. I got him, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, there's trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a problem with him. Um, is that your, you or me? Do you hear that? I don't know. What is it? I thought I heard something like a rumbling, but then it stopped. Yeah. It sounds like a plane. That's really Mm. close, which is weird for me. Anyway. Um, so where is it? Oh Yeah. He's not. He's not going to be my definitive Batman. The cape's just too mm-hmm. big, and there's no yeah. way to kind of fix it. Like, and it looks really cool posed, and that's great and all, but it's not going to be. So, but I went an all in. So I ordered mm-hmm. Catwoman and I ordered Superman, and I don't think they solicited anybody else yet. Um, but I keep those in their boxes. Like I don't even. Mm-hmm. I take them out to check them out, and then I put them away. And. Same thing with my Mezcos. I could take them out to do pictures and then I put them away because they're fragile, right? And they're yeah. they're going to get damaged, especially with the cloth costumes. I want to keep them clean. So it's a little bit harder. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in a museum. I guess I'm in the museum phase of my collection where it's like I'm trying to catalog and, and, and get as complete of a set as I can. Mm-hmm. And then like I bought something off of eBay today. I bought the um, pocket DC pocket heroes justice league table mm-hmm. and it's got seats for everybody because somebody had posted a picture online that their DC mini mates fit perfectly in those chairs and around that table. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I've got to own the table because I own the DC minifigures and I've got a replica hall of justice. So yes, I need the table with all the chairs. Um, and it's like, maybe I'll need it at some point. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, I feel like, did you ever see the movie, um, uh, the toy with Richard yeah. Pryor? Okay. Yep. So there's moments where I feel like that kid, not the, I can probably say I'm not the bratty part of him, but the part of him where Richard Pryor walks in and he goes, you got all this stuff. Like we should, we should use it. And I feel like that lately where it's like, I've got all this stuff mm-hmm. that could really get used in a lot of different ways for a lot of different things. Like the pictures I could probably set up would be amazing. My patience for setting up those pictures I learned a couple of weeks ago is not, not that, not that uh, much fun um, to set up all these things, but God help me. Like I could make some pretty good dioramas and stuff with some of this stuff. Um, for sure. But I think, yeah, no, I'm digressing. I'm kind of losing it. Um, 
I don't know. I think it's just been on top of everything else that's going on. I think it's just been really hard to even, even do this kind of stuff. Um, and I have to say it's been great. I think what has come out of this though is community. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, cause I had a week where I didn't have internet or, and you didn't have power. And then I was away for a week. Um, and I couldn't go looking for stuff and it was when everything was hitting. So like between you and Jesse and DJ and junior and our new friend, Ben, um, like I didn't have to worry about it. Like everybody was covering me and I was trying to help cover everybody else. Um, cause I picked up your Cygor and I picked mm. up something for somebody else. And then I got some stuff for myself and you guys, like I had it when I came home, I owed everybody so much money <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I had all these packages um, from people that sent me stuff. So it's been, I think the great thing about it is there's been a lot of community um, and a lot more support in that way, um, which has been great. So, no, I would agree with that. Like, that's definitely, uh, that's always been a really nice part of the entire thing is like meeting cool people. And that's the, you know, my favorite thing about this hobby working on Caster's Corner in the past, everything like that has always been. You know, the people more than anything, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's like, you know, fellow collectors, whether it's people who work for the toy companies or anything, you know, just getting to meet cool people and talk to them and like, you know, find out their interests and then continue those relationships, you know, whether it's online or like, you know, just looking forward to seeing them year over year at places like Toy Fair or one of the cons. Um, that's always been a really positive thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like in the past couple of weeks, like my major focus has been, like I said, just trying to... um kind of reassess and reinterpret and take something positive from the very negative experience that's been like shopping uh, for a lot of new and harder to find than ever, like, you know, items in the midst of a global pandemic. Mm. Um, You know, one of those, it really does. I just keep coming back to that idea of, uh, you know, just really reassessing and thinking about what an individual thing means to me you know, and what my reaction is to it, what my response is to it, you know, and then from there, it's like deciding if it really is something that I need or if it's something I want or if it's something I want to continue with. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if something is fun, if something I'm genuinely appreciative and genuinely excited to like have it, you know, opening it up and like, you know, keep it like, like, and I'll just say like, you know, I have like wave two and the Cobra Island figures. I'm like, like, Sit, like I have, I do not have a shelf or a display area for the new six inch Joes yet anywhere in my office, mm-hmm. but I can't bring myself to put these things away. So they're just sitting on my workbench right now because like, they're just too cool. And every time I'm like, I really need this space, but I have to figure out where to put these guys. Cause they're too cool. I cannot move them. Right. And like every couple of days, like I end up just like reposing them to like, take a couple more photos. Cause like they're so photogenic and they're just so cool yeah um you know and to me that's the thing that tells me okay like this is something i'm actually like really into like you know this is something like you know that is worth continuing with because i'm actually having the fun with it i'm actually enjoying it you know and then if there's some things that like are less so you know i was very very excited to um you know when i love marvel legends and i love dwight and ryan and the whole team over there but you know i like i got the um you know the I got the uh, the Spider-Man retro guys and I got the uh, the Deadpool Legends wave. You know, I had told you like after about like two or three days, I was like, 
uh, I mean, they're kind of just taking up space. So I'm just going to like file them all away in my, like in my bins for Marvel legends. Mm-hmm. So not that I don't like them, you know, they're very nice figures and very well done, but just for me personally, it didn't have that same level of connection. You know, it didn't have that same, um, you know, that same draw that like made me want to keep playing with them and keep like, you know, keep them out and keep messing around with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a little bit of like checking things off a checklist versus mm-hmm. um, being into it. And I think we all get to that point where we, we buy stuff or we collect stuff just because we always have. And I think that that, yeah. that shows definitely like I'm buying Thundercats and buying He-Man, I'm buying Transformers, I'm buying G.I. Joe, I'm buying Marvel, like I'm buying all this stuff that I've been buying for the last 40 years for the most part consistently mm-hmm. and at a certain point there's a and i think i think i've hit that breaking point with star wars for me where mm-hmm. it's like like i said earlier i don't see them making a lot more star wars toys that i think i need to buy necessarily um mm-hmm. from the old stuff i mean mandalorian i'll probably buy more stuff from but when it comes to like the prequel any of the movies I don't even think that there's much left for me to get. Like, I kind of want the Jedi's because they look cool, but I think those are my last two besides Ewoks that are mm-hmm. really going to drag me back into things because especially at three and three quarter inch, like there's not a lot left for me to want. Um, mm-hmm. I've got the original team. I can do either a new hope or Jedi for sure. I've got mm-hmm. the big Falcon, so I don't need another big Falcon. And I mean, that's really all I need for me. Yeah. And so, but I don't feel like I've gotten there with everybody else. Like there's still transformers that I need out of this collection. I hopefully they'll do them, um, in the next year, you know, in, in, the, mm. in year three, cause Earthrise was this year. And so whatever they've got planned for the next trilogy, um, and hopefully they'll fig they'll finish out like hot rod and cup and, you know, I think they'd done a spring. No, they did Springer for war. So, you know, hopefully they'll fill out those kind of things. And then I'll be honest, like transformers might be done for me. Like, Mm -hmm. and I know I've said that in the past, but these feel too good and final for me. Um, yeah. So it's, well, that's, I realize. sorry. Uh, I realized that too, on a lot of stuff that has been on my collection last, uh, well, any from the last couple of years to like the last like 10 years. Um, I feel like this year, like what is coming out feels like a good place to end. Um, you know, looking like after, even after all the virtual Comic-Con stuff, which granted wasn't as big as a lot of the reveals have been, you know, when there was an actual show, um, you know, out of all the new like predator reveals and alien reveals from Nikai, it was like, yeah, those are cool. Like I don't need any cause I either have like the last versions or like, you know, I don't, need it in my collection so this is the first time that i literally walked away from that and i was like oh well here are two of my biggest toy lines and like i think i'm done like there's obviously a few things if they did like i would actually go in on but they feel pretty complete or like by the end of this year at least will feel pretty complete Mm -hmm. you know even newer stuff that i just got into recently like you know i did jump into hasbro's like power rangers last year um I only want to do the Mighty Morphin stuff though. And now that uh, Lord Zed and Raider Repulsa have just been released as the GameStop two pack. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is the end for me. Like, you know, I'm good. Like this is my collection, you know, and as much as star Wars is like always my, one of my number one passions. Um, I'm with you. Like, I don't, 
think there's that much more that like I would need for like the black series. And I'm already out on like, you know, the three and three quarter inch. So yeah, no, I just, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like it's, and it's weird because with, with comics, it was, it, what got me out was money a little bit, but then it was also like the stories weren't compelling anymore. Right. So mm-hmm. it wasn't so much just like collecting. It was like, you're not enjoying, like you're physically not enjoying it. And the same thing mm-hmm. happened with like TV where I stopped watching the walking dead. And I know you stopped a lot longer back than I did, but the whole idea of like not needing, not needing to know what happened or not being, you yep. weren't invested. Like you were just watching it to watch it. The problem with toys is though, I think what it comes down to is there's not that, like the toy is the content, right? So mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, the toys are really good. So you're still enjoying the content. Um, the the process is what's what's getting worse in a lot of ways. And yeah, it's, you know, and I hate to see that the the process is what's going to get me out. I, I would rather be out because of the content, not the process. And it really sucks that it's going the other way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, we're at just about an hour. So, um, cool. thank you for popping in. Um, for sure. It was good. Always to, a pleasure to be here. Yeah, no, it's always good to talk through with you. Cause, and I don't know if people know this, like, we talk almost daily about stuff. Mm, so it's always yeah. fun to like, I'm like, Oh no, no, we talked it like, so it's always fun to try to figure out how to have the conversation. Cause we talk so much about other stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been an interesting couple of weeks with everything that's been going on. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 is a weird one. Yeah. So, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, I will post links to Bill's got some amazing pictures of GI Joe. So I will post links so you can see some of those and we'll try to repost a couple of them, um, on our Instagram account. So thanks everybody for listening and, uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Be happy, stay safe, wear a mask and, uh, collect what makes you happy. Yeah, I think that was really what it comes down to. For sure. All right, thanks, everybody. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!